Do you have a favorite month of the year? Uh, does my birth month count? <laughs> I, I mean, I, I was thinking for me it would be March because it's my birthday and also Ladies' Month. So and also you know, it's a good ladies time. Ladies' Month. It is a good time. Yeah. But you're you're in summer, so uh, yeah. June is definitely not my favorite month. No, I'm not. I'm not a summer guy because summer means you know hot, and I gotta go out to the beach, which I hate. And, and <laughs> you don't people gotta are like, go out to the oh, beach. Play, play ball with me, and I'm like, oh, is it neat ball? And you know all those things. Okay. I mean, no one's, no one's, well, no one besides Seth is forcing you to go to the beach. Uh, he definitely forces me to go to the beach. <laughs> I would say I prefer, mm, favorite month, mm, mm, I like spring, so I like, mm, May? Let's go with May. Yeah, May's my favorite month, and it's my favorite old lady name. <laughs> <laughs> okay, follow-up question, what's your favorite okay. podcast? <gasps> My favorite podcast, Emily, why that's... Welcome to Butter No Parsnips. Every week on Butter No Parsnips, your hosts Emily Moyers and Kyle Imperator take you on an adventure through the weird, wacky, wonderful, and sometimes even wicked world of one wayside word. Strange characters, delightful bits, and general joyousness abound. Join them as they test each other's etymological expertise. Hey, welcome to Butter No Parsnips. I'm Kyle Imperator. And I'm Emily Moyers. And today, Emily has a word for me. I do. Uh, yeah, I don't know what this word is, just in case, like, so I, I, we've been getting a lot of comments lately, okay? <laughs> People saying, oh, you know the words ahead of time, this whole thing's scripted. But honestly, I don't even think Emily knows the word until she starts speaking. <laughs> no, 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 no. I just make up a word yeah. and then feverishly start Googling <laughs> if there's any... Yeah. anything to say about it. And that's why we've got you as a host today with a word. Yes. So the word that I've just pulled out of a hat is septembrize. Oh. S-E-P-T-E-M-B-R-I-Z-E. Or sometimes in England, R-I-S-E. Okay. So, yes. you know, I, I now that I think a bit about it, I, like, do I remember September is a good month. Like, I do like the crispness <laughs> of the fall air, you know? Yeah. The 21st night of September is pretty good. Uh, yeah, the 21st night of September. Is that the first day of fall? No, just first that's the song that you started singing, Kyle. <laughs> yeah. yeah, of course. Why would I not know that about the song that I knew all the lyrics to that I started singing? <laughs> Do you remember? Oh my gosh. Kyle, gosh. stop stalling. Okay, so, <laughs> uh, I mean, first thought, like, does it have to do with the month of September? Is celebrating the month of September Septemberizing? <laughs> I don't think so, no. It does relate to the month, but oh. loosely. Oh, but loosely. Yeah, it is a, it is a verb, I, but I, I assume you've guessed already. If it wasn't a verb, I would throw up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, fall leaves I would throw up, but it would be throw up nonetheless. <laughs> Septemberize. Okay, yeah. so is it like loosely related in the sense that like the building blocks of September mean something and that's what <laughs> Septemberize means? Uh, no. No? So it doesn't mean like to timber seven times? <laughs> 
to, to no. ember seven times. Do you know the building blocks of the word September? Well, there's sept. Yeah, which means? Which means seven, Very which good. means, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was it was this it was the seventh month on the calendar before they right. added July and August. Before they added a bunch of those other ones, and then just to France was like, "Hey, just kidding, whole different calendar." Yes, that did happen. <laughs> yeah, and then you know a couple revolutions later, and Kyle, I'll just go ahead and say the you didn't ask for it, but the clue that I was going <laughs> to give you for this word is revolution. What? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <gasps> I'm gonna explode. So, Wait, I don't is know there how like a... we somehow <laughs> drifted into <laughs> Oh wow. Emily, you and but I you have we've hit got the nail some on the head. sort of like linked brain, you know? A brain link. Yeah. So I mean, now <laughs> I feel like you've got a real leg up on guessing what this word means. Oh, I think I do. Wait, is there like a September rock? Riot or something like that that there has something is. to do with <laughs> oh my god is it i i mean is it i i'm it's either like the french revolution or is it like the proletariat uprising in russia i mean i feel like i shouldn't <laughs> say more oh okay you're, so you're, we're just gonna I, end I, the episode I will restate that your clue was revolution so is to septemberize to revolt <laughs> sort of i i would say this is the 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 most morbid form of revolt <laughs> Oh, okay. So does to Septemberize mean to, I don't know, commit genocide? (laughs) (laughs) It it is to kill. (laughs) To kill. Okay. To murder for political reasons. Oh. And it is in reference to the September massacres of the French Revolution. Oh my God. Emily, I can't believe how close I got on a whim. (laughs) I can't believe that you literally organically brought up the French Revolution. Uh, you know, it's always on my mind. Robespierre, that guy just really like stuck with me. You know, <laughs> he was just like, hey, everything's in turmoil. I could be leader. <laughs> Why not? I mean, this is amazing. I mean, play play the I win music for Kyle oh, for yeah. sure. Shucks. <laughs> I'm uh, proud of my lumbering into it. <laughs> But yes, to Septemberize means, you know, to do the things that the people involved in the September massacres did, more specifically to murder for political reasons. I, I, I've i never heard this word, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's not only this word, but there's a couple others that sort of formed out of this event. There's the original French word being Septembriseur, and then that translated in English is Septemberizer. Oh! Also like has been a- said Septemberist. That both sure. refers to the person that did the killing, and then to Septemberize is the act. Septembrism is, you know, the the noun form of it, or most rarely Septemberization. <laughs> the act of committing a, a Septemberizing, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, it's fair to say none of these words are really well used. These are just words that British people were making up in the wake. Yeah, I mean, we haven't had a French Revolution in a while, so. (laughs) That's fair. Kyle, speaking of which, what do you know about the French Revolution? It sounds like you know a bit. (laughs) You know, I don't know why, but like in history classes, like the French Revolution was my jam. I was like, yeah, vive la France, you know? (laughs) And I, I love loved Tale of Two Cities. I was a big fan of that book. I mean, oh, I like wow. Dickens in general. 
all right, I'm going to teach Kyle about the French Revolution now. <laughs> no, you are. You are. I haven't uh, been in a French revolt since uh, 1989. Oh, wow. Late. Those were wild times. <laughs> we set one of those funny sounding ambulances on fire. Oh, my gosh. But yeah, just, just for people who don't know, and I didn't know much until I was researching this word, <laughs> just the broad strokes of the French Revolution here. Basically, France was broke because they spent a lot of money on the American Revolution, and they yeah. were continually spending a lot of money on the king. And in addition to that, and this I didn't know, France was just having a really bad run agriculturally. Oh. There was like a drought at the time, and there was this cattle disease that was running rampant. So basically- oh. Mad cow of- disease? But no, in French, a, which a I assume was uh, le disease de bovine. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, basically, what, what it all added up to was that the lower classes in France were being taxed a lot and also were starving and had recently seen how mm-hmm. America overthrew their government. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, things kind of escalated from there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. They were um, like, um, what if we just beheaded everybody? Yeah. I mean, like at its core, honestly, all right, listen, I'm not, I don't want anybody to be, anybody to be scared by what I'm about to say. Oh no, I'm scared but like, now. <laughs> but like, all of your problems could probably be solved by beheading someone. <laughs> you know, any little thing, you could just behead someone and it would be over. Right. Whether yeah. morally that's the right thing to do, right, we can right, debate, right, right. but like it, yes. it could solve some problems. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, basically from 1789 to 1799, there was just chaos and violence all throughout France. It was <laughs> madness. There was disagreements between different factions of revolutionaries. There were counter-revolution movements. There were wars against other countries who were seeking to restore the French monarchy or claim France for themselves. It was a whole mess. It was a whole mess over there. I'm thinking of Les Mis. That is a different era. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Gulp. No, I thought the same thing because I've never seen Les Mis, so I had to do a quick Google. Like, when does it take place? It's a little bit later in the 1800s. Yeah. But what is related is during those wars between France and other countries, Napoleon Bonaparte gained notoriety as a military commander. And it is from that that he became leader of the French Republic in 1799 and then made himself emperor of the French when he established the first French Empire in 1804. So that's where we get Napoleon from. From the revolution. Yes. Yeah, he was wow. like a military commander during the revolution. Wait, was Robespierre before or after Napoleon? Before, I think right? before. Hey guys, listen, I did a real cursory research of, <laughs> of the French Revolution because I was like, you know, I don't have to get too deep into it. It's not like Kyle's going to be super excited about the French Revolution. Uh, anyway, getting into the September massacres in particular. Yes. Were they the first of its kind or were there massacres prior and they're just like weren't good enough so they didn't get a Like verb. less famous months. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, no one, We you couldn't know, the, say junial massacres. That doesn't even work. Well, they didn't add a suffix to September <laughs> okay, Yeah, either. you're right. I mean, I mean, junializing. <laughs> 
and this episode was brought to you by by the screw loose in Kyle's brain, <laughs> by my mad cow disease, <laughs> by my disease, le disease du bovine. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, <laughs> basically, the context is that the the Jacobins were holding a lot of the Jacobins were like one of the factions of revolutionaries mm-hmm. that were in power at the time. Mm-hmm. And they were holding a lot of prisoners. So I think they had the, the king and the royal family imprisoned and, and some other like political prisoners. But notably, they had a bunch of Swiss mercenaries arrested, who they believed might be planning a counter-revolution. Probably because at the time, France was at war with an allied Austria and Prussia. Sure. And I guess they were just like, hmm, Austria, Switzerland, sounds pretty suspicious. Yeah. They've all got uh, cheese with holes in it, so <laughs> must be the same kind of guys. Yeah, they're probably all in league, right? Yeah. <laughs> Their voices sound the same. <laughs> yeah, so when that war with Austria and Prussia started to reach a boiling point, the French became possessed with this fear of a massive counter-revolutionary attack from within the prisons. Oh my God. They were like convinced that everyone in jail is plotting to just burst out and attack. I don't know if you know this or not. We'll find out. Oh, I guess we will. (laughs) You don't have a choice. (laughs) So did the revolutionaries like take over the Bastille were they is that where they were imprisoning they, people they, they took apart the Bastille with their bare hands oh man brick um, by brick yes but I think these they so they wound up storming prisons all across France I guess for me I'm only thinking there's one prison in all of France <laughs> that everybody no. gets sent to there were a lot so so <laughs> this idea this fear of an attack from within the prisons got so riled up that mm-hmm. in September of 1792, people just started raiding all the prisons in France and just oh, wow. killing everyone in them. Killing everybody in the prisons because they were just like, we don't want you guys to take over the country even though you're already imprisoned. Yes, but it was like oh, the God. idea, I think the intent was to go in and kill these Swiss mercenaries, but like only a small percentage of the people they killed were. Yeah. They, yeah. they also killed a bunch of just regular people in jail (laughs) i feel like people were just imprisoned at that time for like not being able to but i guess it was the revolution Uh, they they were i think imprisoning anyone who they thought might be you know have counter-revolutionary right intent so the the way it was described in the article i was reading was like the prisons were full sure (laughs) people bursting out of the windows yeah and then like some i don't know if it was robespierre or other like major political figures of the time mm-hmm, were like, mm-hmm. this is horrible. They're all going to come out. They're the worst. They're, they're going to break our revolution. And it just, they like it riled everybody up and then they yeah. all stormed in. I mean, what a way to stay in power by fear mongering against I, the people you've already truly, imprisoned. <laughs> truly. It was, you know, listen, we're here to have fun and talk about this word, but it's fair to say that this was not a fun thing. Yeah, that happened. not not one of the fun massacres of history. No. <laughs> it is, you know, it's tough because like you do, you want to say like, oh, vive la France. And I'm going to root for the underdogs who yeah. took it to the man. But yeah. it is tough to stand with the people who are known for the guillotine. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so the vast majority of usages of the word septembrise that I found 
were just references to that specific event. The people that did it were in French referred to the Septembriseur, in English as the Septembrizers, and the thing that they did was referred to as Septembrizing. Did like the Septembrizers, was that just like a colloquial term for I people think who so. participated I, I don't think in the they were or... like a league. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm asking. <laughs> yeah, no, because it was like, it was just a hodgepodge of people that were doing it. It was like just regular people off the street, the gendarmes were in it, you know. Sure. Just gendarme, the, whoever the... got angry. <laughs> Uh, the uh, Jacques Cousteau, yeah. the uh, um, who else French can we think of? <laughs> um, that diver guy. <laughs> I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> but all of the, nearly all of the quotes that I found were just talking about that one event. They weren't like using the term. I was thinking people would use the term metaphorically, sure, in all cases, but apparently For- not. <laughs> No, <laughs> it was just like, nope, we're this is we're good. We can leave it for this. <laughs> yeah. The only slight widening out that I found was using this word to refer to the possibility that similar events might happen again oh, somewhere okay. else, which I feel like it definitely makes sense for rulers of other countries to be talking yeah. about that. Because, you know, like if you're a member of like British Parliament and then you watch the French Revolution happen... Yeah. <laughs> Shortly after you lost America. (laughs) Like, Kyle, what do we think a parliament meeting in 1789 was like? I think, okay, ready? Um, uh, Hear ye, uh, is everyone everyone here today? Yes, still alive. Yes, okay, all right. Um, So, uh, we've all agreed, we've all agreed. (laughs) Just in case any one of us is a spy, right, (laughs) for a revolutionary movement, we're just going to be okay with revolution, right? We're all on board. Yes. Right. And and we're we're going to we're going to lower taxes this year, I think. Yeah. Maybe that's a good idea. Yeah. I mean, I don't necessarily want it, but I think other people do and I care about those people i care about the people we represent yes yes lovely and also i think we can all agree to send all of our blades to france (laughs) get them out of our nation (laughs) yes i think that would be the best yes seconded (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, the quote that I have is very much in that vein. This comes to us from legal scholar Jeremy Bentham Mm -hmm. in the year 1817. Oh, of Bentham and Bentham? Yeah, of Bentham. (laughs) (laughs) Are you injured in an accident? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is, I think, like either a speech he gave in Parliament or an essay he sent to Parliament basically warning them if you tax and starve the people to a certain point it's not going to go well for you oh god oh scary (laughs) and he says quote the french people for example already have they had one set of septembrizers and so happy were they under them by the first favorable opportunity they would give themselves another and no sooner had they septembrized france than they would cross over and septembrize us in the same way i mean truly like that's scary <laughs> like it was it was really it was on everyone's minds of just yeah. like boy how do we avoid that <laughs> huh no one likes the monarchy 
and we still have one. <laughs> yeah, truly. Oh. Yeah, but that is sort of the furthest I could see the word going. It was pretty specifically contained sure. to this event. I mean, we could change that. We could. I feel like you could use it like not even with murder. You could say like if a if a bunch of people got fired and you know it was like for a, a, a an ulterior motive, you could say they were septemberized. Sure, yeah. Like it like like a coup. Yeah, like you know, like Disney septemberized all their 2D animators. <laughs> I don't think that's how that went down, Emily. <laughs> No, you think they just said no more 2D animations? You draw with a pencil, you're fired. I mean, there were like mass firings at the time, weren't there? Were there? Were there? I thought, but specifically of uh, listen. Yes, when when like 3D animation, <laughs> Kyle, are you a, a, a secret Disney executive? Emily. Emily, are you trying Emily, to double Emily. think me right now? Are you trying to gaslight me right now? You don't know me, Kyle, John, the Lassiter Imperator. <laughs> <laughs> and no, Emily, I'm 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 going to Disney later this year. I can't they, I can't have them against me. They'll kill me. <laughs> They'll Septemberize me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, admittedly, Septemberize has not been used very extensively, but. There are other words that emerged from the French Revolution oh. that are pretty common. Oh, uh, let me guess them. Uh, uh, that was going to be my question. Oh, wow. I can actually do, guess. Uh, do any words spring to mind? <laughs> oh, mm, I mean, guillotine. For sure. We're going to talk about that one. I'm trying to, I feel like there are things to do with. Yeah. Like, I mean, Robespierre you, you mentioned the calendar earlier stuff. the bourgeoisie. I thought that might have been one, but it is not actually. It was a pre existing word, as was proletariat. Oh, interesting. So I'll start by bringing up not answers to my question. Not answers to the question. Good, good, good. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's ruling out for me. It's it's helping me. Yeah. I assume whatever's French for let them eat cake was <laughs> yep, never said it. before It was then. never spoken. No you one never had ever spoken. eaten cake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, we can eat this stuff? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are a couple of words that were not new, but gained new forms of the word in the French Revolution. Sure. Like aristocracy already existed, but aristocrat was oh. newly formed during the revolution. Really interesting. The English word or the French word? I think there was a French word and then an English word formed. I think it was like aristocrate in French. There's like an E on the end in the French word. Gotcha. And then we got aristocrat from that. Oh, really interesting. Yeah. And then democracy was already a word, but the verb to democratize came out of the French Revolution. But in terms of words that were brand new to the revolution, you 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 hit the nail on the head, or rather sliced the head off. <laughs> <laughs> Smooth. The, the guillotine was an invention of the French Revolution. I don't know if, like, they had looked at the big picture <laughs> and said, we're okay with this being something that is representative of us, of our freedom, you know? Well, it was actually invented with a sort of humanitarian motive because oh, God. there was a man, a French physician at the time named Joseph Guillotin, Whoa. literally Joey Guillotine. <laughs> Joey Guillotine, hey, um, it's me, the OG Guillotine. <laughs> he proposed the idea of a machine that could quickly behead someone 
as an alternative to the more painful capital punishments of the time. But that's where we get guillotined from. It was just a guy's name. Crazy. I mean, crazy that corporal punishment was so bad back then that that was better. Yes. (laughs) Well, because the idea is that it would be quick and it would be sort of cleaner, like a person didn't have to chop the head off with like axe swings. Right, right, right. It would just be like one clean slice and then the head falls in a basket and it's done. Oh, God. Just, uh, hey know, guys, really... guillotines are funny, right? <laughs> <laughs> what about the word disorganize, Kyle? Are Would you, you believe me... that came out of the French Revolution? I wouldn't believe it unless it's I had true. proof. It is disorganize as in to undo the state of being organized. Uh, to disor- oh, to, to like, disorganize. Like to disband like a group? Yeah, to disband a group or to throw things into chaos or oh. to, you know, yeah, it was like with intent, you know. Or if you're talking about the black market, you could be like, um, what, what are you selling today? Oh, uh, I got, I got a kidney. <laughs> I got... <laughs> I got disorgan eyes. Uh, yeah, yeah, totally. And yeah, it was market. first used in that context by yeah. uh, British statesman Edmund Burke uh, oh. talking about the French Revolution, quote, disorganizing every country in Europe, as in just creating chaos. I mean, I like that the British had a lot to say about the French yes, in like that said, they had was, to make up words. It was very on their mind. Yeah. yeah. Uh, here's another one. Vandalism. <gasps> oh, As no. In, can you guess? I don't. Now I'm thinking that it has to do with a man named Vandal. No, it has <laughs> to do with a group of people known as the Vandals. The Vandals. <gasps> oh. Who were one of the Germanic tribes. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yes. I think I've heard of that in like a D&D context. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were like, you know, there was the Goths and the Vandals Yeah, I was going to say the Visigoths. Yeah. Um, so vandalism, meaning acts similar to those of the Vandals. Oh. First used by French priest Henri Guégois in his uh, report on the destruction brought about by vandalism. And he was talking about the French revolutionaries like pillaging and destroying art and stuff. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah, that's where that word comes from. I mean, and I I, I do feel like maybe the vandals didn't deserve such a connotation, but... (laughs) I don't know. So, I mean, I think they did pillage and destroy art. So, there we but go. what is art really, Emily? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were they were destroying it out of like criticism. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like Banksy stuff. <laughs> Your brushwork leaves much to be desired. <laughs> um, Kyle, what about yes. words like meter or liter or gram or centigrade? Oh my God! You're telling me all these came from the from the 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 FREV? the metric system. Came oh. from the French Revolution. I'm blown. My- oh, okay. All right. All right. Okay. So, yes. I think you might know this because you, you I, mentioned the I, calendar. I do because in, they had the revolution and they were like, all of these aristocratic inventions are old school. They're un-French. We ancien need to Frenchify regime. everything. Yes. They're the ancien regime. Reg- Re- Regina. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So they made their own calendar and their own 
measurement for everything. And it was just a nightmare. God, I can't even imagine if just one day it was like, hey, stop using everything and use this. (laughs) I know it was a nightmare at the time, but their their intentions were sound because they were like, the ratios, you know, in the old system are bonkers. What if we just do everything in base 10? And it's like, yeah, absolutely. We should be doing everything in base 10. (laughs) I mean, it is the argument for why we shouldn't still be using. Uh, yeah, yeah. What's it? What's our the system called? System. Yeah. So they they created all new systems of measurements that were base ten. They introduced the franc as their currency, which was divided oh. into one hundred centimes or cents. They tried mm. to introduce a totally new calendar, which included a ten day week. And I'm thinking yeah. I might write up an afterthoughts post about that for the Patreon because uh, there's some wacky new stuff in there. <laughs> I mean, it's so wackadoo and the naming convention for like they had a different name for every day of the week, didn't they? Yes. And they renamed all the months and it was crazy. Uh, we started doing this thing on our Patreon called Afterthoughts, where we make a a text post about interesting things that we couldn't fit into the episode. And I think talking about the French calendar might be our next one. How can they view those, Kyle? You can spend $5 or more on our Patreon, and you get to view those posts, and you get a shout out on our episode. So wow. that's great. Well, I'm glad we ended on a, uh, on a marketing note. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle, Just that, like the French Revolution would have wanted, would have, wanted. <laughs> would have called right. for. And Napoleon's going to burst through the door any minute. <laughs> but quick before he does, Kyle. Yes. Do you think you might be able to use Septembrise oh. in a sentence? You that know, I may or may not be directly related to the French Revolution as was originally intended. <laughs> I could probably, should I use it? Should I not use it in relation to the French Revolution? I think you should not. I think it'll be more fun okay, if I we agree. go metaphorical. So, or allegorical. Oh, how would this work? <laughs> so, um, the uh, the employees at the local deli mm-hmm. were tired of being mistreated by their supervisor, <laughs> and so they septembrized <laughs> by going straight to the CEO <laughs> with their grievances. Gotcha. To get him fired. To get him fired. Not to kill him. Yes. Metaphorically had his head chopped off. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it, it, was a, it was a solid, it was a solid uh, four out of ten sentence, Kyle. I mean, we'll take it. I, okay. But that happened during the French Revolution. <laughs> oh, oh, 12 out of ten. <laughs> Kyle, do you want to play a little game before we go? I would love to, Emily. Your game today is called Comme un poulet sans tête. Do you know what that means? No. It is French for like a chicken without a head. <gasps> That's really good, Emily. The, the, yeah. uh, as we mentioned, the guillotine was invented during the French Revolution, named after good old Joey Guillotine. Joey JG. JG, the OG. But what I learned <laughs> was that the guillotine was so like present in the culture of the time that mm-hmm. it also acquired a lot of very macabre nicknames. Oh, oh. So Kyle, I'm going to read you some of these macabre nicknames in mm-hmm. French mm-hmm. and you've got to try to tell me what they translate to in English. And everybody get ready cuz I'm going to speak French now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what you're doing. Okay. <laughs> yes, I know it was hard to tell. <laughs> All right, Kyle, your first one is 
la mort à regret. Mm-hmm. That was French. Or to say it more Americanized, la mort à regret. I mean, is it the mountain of regret or the hill of regret? Think verb instead of noun for the mountain part of it. <laughs> The mountainizing of regret, the piling <laughs> up of regret. It is the climb of regret, the regretful oh. climb. Oh, yeah. Because I guess it was, it was like on oh. a stage, so you got to climb up to. Yeah. Or maybe the blade climbs up when they raise it. I don't know. This next one is Les Moulins à Silence. The uh, something of silence, Moulin. Yeah. Uh, God, now I'm trying to think of what Moulin Rouge stands for. So if you've seen the the movie, you know, like uh the neon that's outside the Moulin Rouge? Uh Uh-huh. What's it of? What's the neon of? There's like like an image that's depicted in neon. Oh, I haven't seen that movie since I was like eight years old. That's fair. (laughs) Fair and also probably a bad movie for an eight-year-old to watch. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Is it a a hat? (laughs) No, it's a mill. Oh, oh, the, the silence mill. Oh, yeah, mm, rough. yeah. That one, that one is particularly macabre. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. This one is a little more humorous, Kyle. This next one is Le Rasoir National. Uh, the the oh the national <laughs> oh the national razor. Yep. It's oh the my gosh! <laughs> the nation's razor. Wow, that's so funny. I mean, that is that is that is kind of quirky, tongue in cheek. Yes, if you would say yes. tongue in cheek in head on ground. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Kyle. Last one. This uh-huh. one is going to be the hardest for me to say and the hardest for you to get. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. <laughs> We're both going to be per Emily. It's going to be twelve out of twelve on this. 12 I can guarantee. Out of twelve it. out of ten. Excuse you. Oh, oh yeah, you're right. Okay. This last one is La Rocosisieuse Patriotique. That's what For those of you at home, it's more than 10 letters, definitely. It is a big word. <laughs> uh, so it's the patriotic... And also, I tried mm-hmm. looking up this word. It. I don't think it really... Ex- I think this was more of an ancient... Like, this is an outdated word in French. It doesn't really sure. exist. And <laughs> doesn't necessarily have an English translation. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be like the patriotic raccoon assizing. No. The patriotic, like, uh, okay, I'm thinking like like a rack, uh, like one of those stretching racks, like torture. It's actually, it's, uh, I don't oh know God, if this I is going to be a good Emily. hit. It sort of has the opposite effect of a rack. <laughs> I guess it's the patriotic, um. If you are without a head, you will be less tall. Oh, wow, so yeah. So this is. The patriotic, yes, the patriotic shortener. Oh my god, that's so (laughs) funny. It really is. (laughs) Hey, listen, everybody. (laughs) That was that was a macabre episode of Butter No Parsnips. Uh, Yeah, if you didn't like it, feel free to (laughs) Septemberize us. Yes, for sure. But if you did like it. Remember that you can find Butter No Parsnips on social media, on Facebook, and on Instagram at Butter No Parsnips Podcast. And if you liked today's episode, specifically consider giving us a five-star <laughs> rating or review wherever you heard us. Yes. And if you really liked today's episode, consider donating to our Patreon at patreon.com slash butternoparsnips. Donating $5 or more earns you a shout-out, either on social media or here on the podcast, and access to an Afterthoughts post, or any Afterthoughts post, really. All of 
of them. Thanks so much to all of you. You help us make what we make. And with that, I have been Emily Moyers. And I've been Kyle Imperator. And this has been Butin no Pasnips. Butin no Wee Wee. Wee Wee. Thank you for listening to Butter No Parsnips. Butter No Parsnips is produced by Seth Glicksman, Emily Moyers, and Kyle Imperator. The theme music and additional music is by Kyle Imperator. If you liked listening to this episode, subscribe and give us a good rating and or positive review wherever you heard it. If you really liked listening, consider donating to our Patreon at patreon.com slash butternoparsnips. There you can get bonus content you can't get anywhere else, like the monthly Patreon-exclusive podcast Buttered Parsnips. Your support means the world to us and encourages us to keep making more. Thanks in advance, and we'll be back next week.